0: self-serving, persuasive talkers of
1: everything and nothing,
0: we we are are Conversation conversation Con artists. What's going on people, it's your boy Mr. On Point.
1: And I can't believe that I have to say this, but you should not drink Clorox or disinfectant spray, also known as Calamity Red.
0: And we are Conversation Con Artists back for a wonderful, fantastic episode. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M I S T E R underscore on point. And I can be found at Red underscore calamity. We are also
1: still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is Conversation Artists at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artists, and send it to us that way. And I think we have a few letters. Actually. Yes.
0: Speaking of listener letters, we have. Uh, a couple of letters from Colin and a letter from Michael. Can't wait Uh, to hear the meat phrases. Yes. Uh, Thank you guys for sending us in the letters. This is Colin. Are you listening, Red? Red is taking care of business right now.
1: (laughs) I'm I'm here. Okay. (laughs) Fucking dogs, man
0: yeah what's good home team hope everyone has survived another week safe and sound let's get right into it first mr on point i think you might have a new short segment for y'all to get into each week the shut the Fuck up segment that tirade about conspiracy theories <laughs> was absolutely fantastic lol you named every single one of them speaking of which I saw this meme and thought it was appropriate for a response to this little segment. And also hilarious. It said, them stimulus checks started hitting and I ain't heard the words 5G in two days. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. Bro, they weren't hearing about the 5G. Uh, the second, fruit flavored things are generally trash. If it's supposed to taste like fruit, I'd rather just have the real thing. Grapes especially. I've had precisely zero things in my life that are supposed to be grape flavor that are actually good. Just give me some actual grapes all right so for some other things quarantine cooking man i've been getting after it throwing down some major work in the kitchen some things that i've made recently include cornbread muffins from scratch hamburger helper from scratch Mm -hmm. traditional hawaiian poke and the pound cake that you saw on facebook and commented about also homemade snickerdoodle cookies had to give a bunch of them hoes away too so i don't come out of this with none of my jeans fitting lol if folks (laughs) want the recipes i'll send them or we can post them on the facebook page Listen, I made a pound cake exclusively because you made a pound cake. And that <laughs> bitch was delicious. I'm going to... That bitch was good, Red. I don't give a fuck. That motherfucker was live. Man, it was good. All right. So for some other things. Quarantine cooking. I said that already. You Next did. paragraph. One more thing. Can we talk about the American culture of ignorance? Isaac Isaac Asimov said, the, My ignorance is just as good as your knowledge the mindset of many americans mostly conservatives possibly also can you comment on the propensity of black folks to believe in conspiracy theories i have my own theory on it which is what we've which is that we've been conditioned over generations beginning with slavery to believe in an other to explain our plight in short it's institutionalized racism's fault Lastly, what y'all playing these days? I'm about to wrap up my first playthrough of Final Fantasy VII Remake, which has been easily in my top ten games of all time now. Next up, I think I'll play Horizon Zero Dawn. Next time you're on Xbox trying to stream, though, hit me up. I have Apex downloaded as well as Warzone. I'm out. Colin. For the listeners, at C.A. Smith 07 on Instagram and Twitter. Laugh out loud. Yeah, go follow Twitter on them things. At C.A. Smith 07 Instagram and Twitter.
1: Oh, so first of all, if you hear squeaking, I'm so sorry, but I just got home and this fucking dog is like on 10 and I don't want to be yelling at him. So I'm trying to like silently get him to stop.
0: Yes. You yeah, don't want y'all to see how bad she be talking to her dogs, cussing <laughs> them out.
1: Cussing I'm them out to- bad. Cussing <laughs> them out like a dog trying to be nice so if you hear the squeaking um, it's gonna stop i hope soon um so the conspiracy theory thing i think that because of all the obvious reasons black people are very distrustful of things and so it's it's easy to believe that there are these large conspiracies that are going on um, that we aren't supposed to know about, because for the black community, there has largely been shit that's go- been going on that was purposely being done. So I think it's just maybe like a natural distrust that we've kind of garnered. I mean, rightfully so. I'm not saying we should not be, but that's what I always think of, especially when I hear like older people and and feeling like. All of this, oh my God, Remy. Just that's what I think, though, is that it's we just have a natural distrust just because of a lot of things that have happened.
0: I think that, I think that's a part of it. But you know, I equate it to the situation where you were out of the room and you walked into the room and everybody looked at you (laughs) and you know some shit was going on about you behind the scenes. But you don't quite know. And I think that is the essence of white America. Like, white America been making plans and plotting against everybody outside of them for the longest. So when black people or Latinos walk in the room, white people just looking at them like, "Mm, don't say nothing. You know what I'm saying? And I think that the idea that, man, there must be some plans behind the scenes that are, you know, going to impact us, you know, make it a lot easier for for that. So that goes along from my perspective with uh, Collins, theory that it's institutional racism fault. Every goddamn thing is institutional racism fault. Matter of fact, that's just what it is. Race- institutional racism that caused every goddamn problem that we got. And it's ridiculous. And I wonder how, what I wonder about racism, Red, is how inherent what's going on in America is to white people. Or if we were the ones who discovered America and got to this point What we have done the same thing. Now we know Native Americans would not have because Native Americans welcomed white people when they came over here. They did. So what would our propensity be to not white folks that thing? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> I mean, is it the power? Is it the power that, you know, they say absolute power corrupts absolutely. So is it having that power, what makes you go down that pathway? I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It's interesting for a conversation if, if y'all want to have it. It is.
1: Um, and I don't know. I don't know if it's because. Because even like poor white people, I can't even I don't even I can't even say that it's I was going to, you know, talk about like the monarchy and the split and all that. But even poor white people be out here white people. And so I, I don't know.
0: They do, man. They were convinced that they were better than black people, even though they are just struggling.
1: They can literally be struggling more than a black person. Literally, economically be, have less, and still think.
0: <laughs> I mean, that ain't even it. That I mean, we're talking about, like, just, you know, on the scale, t- one tip a little bit. The lowest white person can really believe that, that they're better than a black person that has significantly more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, At the end of the day, you a rich nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) that's all you are. What did Jay Z say? Still nigga. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Still nigga. I'm Uh, not black. I'm OJ. Uh, Okay. okay. (laughs) 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 Pretty much. Um.
0: Um. Food. Uh. Game wise. Hold on. hold on, Hold on. Talking about the American culture of ignorance. He asked about the American culture of ignorance. So, this is what he said. One more thing: can we talk about the American culture of ignorance? Isaac Asimov said, "My ignorance is as good as your knowledge." Mindset of many Americans, mostly conservatives. I think that uh, I think that we have a society of mostly not smart people. I think the smart people stand out, but at the end of the day, most people have a problem processing, have a problem using past knowledge for future experiences and a lot of people just haven't been convinced about the importance of evidence and being able to follow through on things now if you go to a farmer and you can ask him when his crops mess up you can ask him what he did to fix that and he'll say I did something different but when it comes to like these ideals when it was America within America I don't understand how they don't see what's not what's working and what's not working I guess a big part of it is propaganda a big part of it is like you put a big post on the board that say, Hey, nothing's wrong, life is good, everything is the way it should be. And people read that and be like, Yeah, that's right. Everything is right, life is good, everything is as it should be. You know?
1: I think of America as that meme. I don't know if you've seen it, where the dog is sitting in the building and it's burning down around him and he's like, Everything's fine. This is fine. Yeah. I think it's the hubris of America. Like we, <clears throat> I had a conversation with a guy from Nigeria, Very it was on a dating site and that like did, did not last. But anyway, before it crashed and burned,
0: Nigerians don't fuck around.
1: <sighs> yeah. Before it crashed and burned, I, I was asking him about his, um, perspective of america having grown up in nigeria he's only been here since he was in his like late 20s i think he said um and he said it's not the america that they see in their country which it's not we the the facade that we put out to the rest of the world about like what it's like to live here how much we have and all that it's just that it's a facade and I think that a lot of people and I I mean most if you talk to people from other countries they think that Americans are really arrogant <laughs> and dumb.
0: <laughs> hey, America is like uh is like Joker without his makeup on. <laughs> you know in uh in uh the Batman with Bane in it. Mm-hmm. The not Bane but the Batman with the Joker in it clearly. He had it was a scene where he was a guard. He was just a, like a police officer with no makeup on and nobody knew who he was. J- that's America, <laughs> you know. But when 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 America put that makeup on, goddamn, you know, yep. some shit finna go down. And when you over here, you realize that America got that makeup on and is fucking shit up. Except America ain't as chaotic as Joker. America is more organized. And really methodical about methodical about how they fucking people over and much more subtle about it. You know, they ain't walking up to black folks house, knocking on the door and saying, we're going to fuck you all over. Y'all ain't going to get no health care in this community. You know, they create a system, make you believe that you're getting everything that everybody else is getting. Don't give it to you. And then tell everybody that you got it. (laughs) Like, that's that's what's happening in America. They convince the haves that the have nots have to. And and if the have-nots don't have, it's because they haven't done as much as you to get what you have.
1: Yep. So it's that hubris. I feel like so that that's the culture of ignorance. Like we don't feel like we have to. It doesn't have to be factual. I'm America. It's America. America. (laughs) America. That's all you need to know. Today we're recording this on Monday. Today is fucking Confederate Memorial Day, which I didn't know because. I don't give a fuck about that shit at all. <laughs> I feel like that's a white person's holiday. But anyway. Um, and I could just imagine the, the levels of fuckery and and confederate flags and shit that went on today. I didn't obviously go anywhere because of Rona, but it's just things like that that we that's not shown. Like bullshit like that isn't shown. And so I feel like because we hide our hand a lot it gives us this sense of arrogance. And I think that's where the some of the um, ignorance comes from. We don't feel like we have to because America, you, you know, you learn English. We don't need to learn. We don't teach, you know, push learning other languages because America, you just need to know how to speak English. That's fucking it. Meanwhile, you have all these people that come over here from these other countries that are fluent in four or five languages, <laughs> not even just English. They learn. For the sake of learning, we don't have
0: that here. And they come over here and they be like, black people are complaining, they're not doing anything. They are complaining. (laughs) They have not learned any more languages. (laughs) They have not put themselves up by them bootstraps and started to work hard. And they complain, that is all they do. I came over here with nothing, (laughs) with nothing. (laughs) I left 17 goats
1: to come to America
0: for the dream that I like. And you know what? I have it. I have a gas station. (laughs) My children don't have to work. My brother (laughs) has a restaurant. And these black people are just coming in here, eating high, drunk. (laughs) (laughs) And they have the audacity to complain. I'm not going to That's how them Africans be coming over here bullshitting. (laughs) I talked to a girl. I met a girl who said that when she first came over here, all she thought that was black people was complaining. And that's all she thought. You know, because they didn't know they thought there was no racism in America. That's how that's how fucked up like the propaganda yeah. is, to, it is. You know, to that. They say she thought there was no racism here. And when she got here, she heard black people screaming, hey, racism. And she looked around and she saw people in the mall working together black and white people working together. She saw black and white people shopping together. She saw like aesthetically she see black and white people doing all the same shit, but it takes really living here and having this experience to understand what microaggressions mean and what they it's do. Systemic. Yeah. It's just, it's within
1: the system. So you're not going to just be able to l- visually look at it all the time. Sometimes it, it is
0: visual, but it's systemic. But she said it took her a while to see it, and she's still kind of trying to understand it. But like, we live that shit, you know. And the daily. And unfortunately, it's just is what it is. We we got it. I don't think we can. Un- I don't think we can untie this knot. We just gotta wait for the aliens to come down here, learn about our entire culture, <laughs> realize that everybody been done wrong except white people, and then kill them. I don't want that to happen. I don't want that to happen. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh my God, if some, if some unexplained force, <coughs> I'm sorry. If some unexplained force came here and objectively looked at the groups that have been wronged here, bro, if some people are gonna die. Africans, <laughs> a lot of Africans are gonna die. To be honest. A lot of Africans yeah. going to die because they be over there wilding out. Boy, they got 10 olds with golden AK-47s. Look of a blood diamonds. Like, white people ain't going to be the only ones that die because a lot of people done, done some fucked up shit, but I don't think there's no scenario where African-Americans die, goddamn. <laughs> Not as a culture. <laughs> <laughs> now, if they go pick select groups of people, it's going to be rich white people going to die poor white people going to die middle class white people going to going to survive cuz the poor white people are too racist they're too <laughs> racist for nothing they don't even got no reason to be racist like we should team up um the uh, hood black people that are violent going to die drug dealers going to die um so the black people that's trying to be like the white people rich white people going to die um Latinos that don't want other Latinos to have a citizenship gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> um Asian community that pray off of the black community and Latino community gonna die. Man, I'm just talking shit. This conversation sounds so bad coming from me. <laughs> but it is, what, it
1: is. <laughs> don't stop.
0: But, what y'all playing. What you playing?
1: I, uh right now I'm playing the shit out of The Sims 4. Don't know why um I was 100% against playing any game that was not The Sims 2 in the Sims franchise because that was the best one to me. I don't even know how the fuck I started playing Sims 4. Um don't know. But I have downloaded The Sims 4 and a bunch a bunch of the expansion packs. <laughs> And have been playing the shit out of this one. I made a family. And I'm trying to play through generations. Um, and that is mostly what I've been playing lately. Um, I never even finished the Darksiders game. Because I picked this up. And then I hadn't picked up Darksiders since. <laughs> I'll get back to it.
0: Damn. So you haven't finished Darksiders?
1: No. I got pretty far before I got the sims and I'll get tired of the Sims I did that with Sims too I play it play it like over saturate myself with it and then get tired of it um and for I know listen people that do not get why folks play the Sims everybody that like has that attitude of you're just watching people go to the bathroom that is not what it is it is so much more intricate than that there is so much more that you could do. You can destroy these little people's lives. You can help them make their lives really great. You can have, you know, lines of families. It's just, it's hard to explain because it isn't a traditional win-lose. You don't win at the Sims. So I think a lot of people, for that reason, are like, I don't get it. What? Do you, how is there a game that you don't win at? <laughs> you don't win. There is no end point. It's whatever it is that you decide to do is completely open-ended. Which is why I like it. Um, But that's what I've been playing.
0: A lot of people don't like them. uh, Loot progress based games. And that's like. You don't loot in The Sims. But it's a progress based game. It is. you, You level up and you can unlock more things. The more levels you get and things like that. People like that kind of achievement and accomplishment. Even if it's in what. Some people will regard as very just. Simple.
1: The Sims is a billion dollar game. Like it's this is it's in its fourth iteration, um, and one of the games has like I don't even want to I don't even know how many expansion packs. But EA makes a shit ton of money off of this game. <laughs> Let me just say that, and it's still a very popular game to where they're looking at a Sims Five already, and they're still making expansion packs for the for four. It's a very popular game.
0: Well, even I'm playing. Talk shit about it. Well, I'm playing Minecraft. I picked Minecraft back up, and it's just a loot farming game. Loot farming, kind of dungeon hunting type game. But Minecraft, if it looks really, really simple. It looks really, maybe cheap. But it is a masterful developmental game. It's just, on the development side, it's so many things you can do in Minecraft that people have no idea you can do. It's not just... You know, digging up, uh, digging up blocks. The only thing that you overtly can't do is make a circle <laughs> because everything is square. Mm-hmm. But like, there's so many developmental related things. Like, it's redstone you can find in it, and then you can make like things electric, and it's just so many things you can do. Is I'm going to get out of it soon because it end up just being the three hour wasted time. <laughs> because you don't. I mean, you get a little bit done, but not as much as other people. So if you go start looking at YouTube videos and see what other people got going on, it make your little shit look stupid. <laughs> I'm also playing uh clearly I play Apex Legends still and I'm playing Call of Duty Warzone, which I love. Um man, they they did a hell of a job with that game. Um it looks good, it sounds good. Um the steps, I mean the footsteps and stuff aren't as defined as on other battle royale games. I think they really want you to use the UAVs and the things that they have in the game to detect people being around. I don't think they just want you to just hear their footsteps. So it's really easy to get ambushed in that game without knowing somebody who's around. Um, but I really like it. Uh, I, I also play in State of Decay 2. They had a big update on it and added a new game component to it. Uh, it's basically a zombie survival game. But it's not. It's less zombie and more uh, uh, collecting. So you've got to collect ammo, medicine, um, food, and supplies. And you find this area, like in the last game I played, I found this ballpark, and it had all of these little spots where you could build like a medical center or a carport. Um, but you've got to find people in the game that's going to be able to run those moments so somebody might call you on the radio and be like hey i need help and you go help him and he's like hey i'm a doctor and they need somewhere to live can i come live with y'all And you can upgrade your facilities and stuff so it's like finding a place to live finding survivors bringing the survivors in where you live and then you know going out amidst these zombies to try to like destroy they like plague hearts which is the thing that make them spawn and it's really it's really just interesting fun slow paced uh move at your own speed type of game and i like it This is the kind of game I play when I'm on the phone and I just don't really have to be doing shit, but I can go collect shit. You know, (laughs) that and Minecraft versus... You can't play Call of Duty Apex and be on the phone and stuff like that because it messes up. Um, But you finna play Horizon Zero Dawn? If you haven't played that game yet, bro, that is an experience. That is a good-ass, fun-ass, cool-ass game. Um... I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's It's just a great game. Um... I have a second Xbox that I'm gonna put in my computer or in my office where my computers are but I'm waiting to get a uh, something from Amazon that's gonna allow me to put my monitors up um, on some swivel arms so that I have more desk space and I'm gonna start streaming more to the uh, on the Xbox when I when I do that and uh, I'll make sure I holler at you as soon as I can for that Colin um, but Thanks for the letter. The name of it, uh, Red, is Meet, Love, and Pray. Pray is (laughs) P-R-E-Y. Okay. All right. (laughs) All right. Now, let's go to Colin's next letter. It is Meet Me Halfway. What's good, y'all? Hope Red likes this week's Meet-inspired title. I'm making an estimation by saying Meet Me Halfway, as I think we're probably only approaching the halfway point of general safety with social distancing and the spread and rise of the pandemic. Anyway, let's get into this week's letter First in response to Michael shouts out to my guy If I ever make it over to UK, we're definitely going out for a pint and swapping stories until the pubs close down for the evening <laughs> uh, Point one shaving legs smoothness is better than stubble So either shave it clean or grow it and leave it alone. The stubble <laughs> is the worst part. I'm otherwise <laughs> indifferent I've never seen a woman and decided that I didn't want to smash because she had hairy legs, armpit, nether regions, etc. Smashing is smashing is smashing, and all women are beautiful. (laughs) Ain't no bleaching. I mean, I guess it's a porn thing because they want that perfectly pink butthole for white actresses. Another one, don't care. Never seen a butthole and wished it was bleached. (laughs) Now on to some other stuff. Same as last week. (laughs) Same as last week. What y'all playing? Streets of Rage 4 comes out this week coming up. Mr. On Point, if you're planning on picking it up for Xbox, I'll see you online. I'm getting it for PS4, Switch, and Xbox. Uh, I might actually take you up on that offer um, just because you're getting it and I could play it with you. Uh, I'm not, I didn't grow up on Streets of Rage 4. When I was a kid, we got a Super Nintendo and we had Mario. And the first moment, my mama was like, hey, I'm going to go get y'all a game. What game do y'all want? Me and my brother went into Walmart. And we chose pilot wings. <laughs> what? A flying game. I yeah. Know like what it is. Why? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know. We we didn't have any game direction. We didn't have people in our life that helped us understand what the good games were. And then the next game we got after that was Home Alone 2. And then after that we got Crash Dummies. And then after that we got Bubsy.
1: What 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 are these choices?
0: <laughs> I have no idea, man. I don't know. I wish I could tell I you. know home I, And I don't remember my mama saying y'all can't get nothing violent. I just remember me and my brother chose Polly and and all them other games subsequently It was stupid. I don't know why it's like when I went over all my friends house They had the good games and we came back home yeah. and played crash dummies <laughs> I mean, you know, at the end of the day, they become those like cult classic games that you love because nobody, you know, and it's like, oh, I remember playing this game, but nobody else knows. Nobody else remembers because they didn't play no fucking Crash Dummies. They didn't buy it. I don't even know what that is. I dumbass did. Okay. <laughs> you ever I, have a name? Neighbor- oh, go ahead. My bad. I
1: was just going to, because the only thing that I'm playing is The Sims.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, we'll continue.
1: I wanted to say something else about the Sims, though.
0: Oh, what's up?
1: The thing, another thing that I don't think people get about the Sims is you can a hundred percent play the Sims as like a regular human going about doing your humanly things, but they have all these other things. There's a bunch of different life states that you could be. They have vampires. They have wizards, witches. I don't know how you, whatever you want to call them mermaids um ghosts there's all kind of shit so it isn't i don't know it's not as simple as i think a lot of people think that it is there's a lot more to it, especially when you start adding the expansion packs but i digress go ahead
0: all right you ever have a neighbor doing some dumb shit like mine is right now? Tree trimming at 8 a.m. on a Saturday when I'm trying to enjoy my morning coffee. Trash. Uh, I'm loving being a homeowner, man. I'm working on a project right now. I'm making every single light in my house controllable by Siri, smart switches, and dimmers. I already automated my outdoor lights so they come on at sunset and turn off at 1030 every every day. Yeah. This kind of stuff is so fun. Highly recommended to everyone who can afford to buy their own home, however small. Also, Totally an advocate for not buying more than you need. My house is about 1,200 square feet, and it's plenty. As I get through the rest of the par for the week, I'll write again if I have anything else to say. Love y'all. Stay healthy. Keep it up. And we're all in this pandemic together. Meet positivity forever, Colin. Oh,
1: okay. Um, to answer your question, I had the exact same situation, except for my neighbor wasn't cutting limbs off early in the morning. He was cutting limbs off and putting them shits in my yard. <laughs> so, yes. I have had neighbors do, de- and that's the only thing that since I moved into this house that um, I've had to deal with. Um, he did finally get it moved. My cousin did not have to go over there for. If you heard, I did. I talked about it on the show. My cousin did not have to go over there. He, I mean, at the very last fucking moment that he possibly could, he did finally move the limbs out of my yard, and nothing else has been placed in my yard that since. So hopefully. We got an understanding now and this motherfucker won't do that again. But who the fuck knows? Um, And as far as home ownership, I just don't even know. So when I moved in this house, probably within, I don't even know, maybe two weeks, the dishwasher went out. If I owned this house or if I was buying this house, that would be some shit I had to fix. In renting this house, that was some shit they had to fix. And I got a brand new wash- uh dishwasher. And I know that people look at renting as kind of throwing away money because you're not it's not invested into anything. You don't own the property, but I just ain't there yet. I'm not there yet. I'd much rather play rent than mortgage on top of any of the things that go wrong in, in having a home. That terrifies me. I feel like I would go get a house, it would be my house, and then the fuck it some major shit would like fuck up, <laughs> and then I would have to pay for it. and I just, nah, not there yet, but I do recommend house living, I love living in this house, it's much better than an apartment, I love it, I don't think I could live in an apartment again, I hope I don't ever have to, <laughs> this is gonna be difficult to go from this to that, but uh, I'm okay renting,
0: Okay, uh, I have no idea what my credit score is gonna allow me to rent. Uh, I'm working on it, but goddamn, coming up from that deficit is not easy. Allow um, you to rent or buy? You rent now, buy, <laughs> buy, well, maybe rent too. Hell, I ain't
1: renting, I'm living in somebody's house. What well, before you were renting an apartment?
0: <laughs> I gotta look when I first started working, when I first started my own company, I had so many clients. I mean. DHR was like, Two black men, send them all their clients, send them all the black kids. Ah, ah. And they were paying different, they were paying twice as much as Medicaid pays us now. And so, like, when I came to live in my apartment, not only did I have a bunch of money, but my business partner, I just had him write to them that I make a certain amount. <laughs> I told him <laughs> that, he wrote that I make four thousand dollars a month, Shit. which I was making more than that at that time. Uh, but now I'm not. <laughs> The the landscape of counseling has changed. Um, The way that they pay is different. So there's a lot of things that change that kind of reduce that situation. But um, it was more so that I just had a, like, if your credit score don't suit it, then you got to have, you got to make a certain amount of income. You got to make like three and a half times the rent. Mm -hmm. And so I meet that qualification, not necessarily the score. So I don't know. I'm working on it working on if anybody got some tips on how to work on it besides be wealthy let me know (laughs) Um, i am at the phase in my loan neglect that they're sending me negotiation (laughs) letters like look man look we'll take this i'll suck your dick for something (laughs) something anything come on okay you owe us fifty we we'll take 13 (laughs) i got a letter like that i'm like nigga y'all could do better than I'm wait till the next person buy it from your ass and let them do better. <laughs> I do not suggest being irresponsible to the point that it helps you out. It is not the uncertainty is not helpful.
1: It is very yeah.
0: It is a uh, it's not it's unsavory. Um. All right. Well, appreciate that, Colin. Now we got a letter from Michael, and Michael at the beginning of this letter is putting me in a situation where I gotta speak, I gotta try my British accent out here.
1: Don't, why?
0: You why? don't have to do it. You don't terrible. have to do
1: it. But why? It's terrible.
0: I don't have don't, to have on clothes right now. I could be it, butt naked doing this podcast with you on the camera.
1: Why would you do that?
0: I don't know, I'm just saying I could.
1: Okay, and but you didn't, so maybe this is something that you shouldn't do as well.
0: I'm going to do it. Fuck. It's just a little bit.
1: (sighs) You always do Cockney, and I feel like that's
0: so. Should I not do Cockney? Don't do do Cockney. (laughs) I feel like it's
1: somehow like insulting.
0: I don't know if that's insulting to them or not, but I would be insulted. It's it's like it's like using Ebonics on us. It's like (laughs) like one of them being like, "Eh," "No, slave language, that old slave language." Hey, yo, sir how you doing there so don't use cockney then you want a little bit of butter spread on your cornbread sir Christ, let me go get the butter spread and knife. don't do that then don't do cockney no cockney i'm gonna try i'm gonna try all right mate easy geez thought i'd do you both a lemon this week whack some choice local vocabulary how's about it sorry if i'm being a bit rough on the old mill i'll sort you out some primo translation work sharpest don't you worry Translation. Hi Red. Hello Mr. On Point. As a treat, I thought I'd send you information on some of my favorite British slang. Does that sound good? Sorry if my choice of phrase is hard to parse. I'll do a good job of translating shortly. (laughs) No offense taking on the fizzy drinks bit by the way. I was laughing along at home. Don't worry. I always try to minimize the amount of British words and phrases in my email so it always makes me chuckle when what I've missed gets everyone confused. Now, for your general amusement, please find below some other British words that sounded like a slightly inebriated child made them up.
1: (laughs) Uh, That British wasn't that bad, was it? No, it wasn't. But since you didn't do the Cockney
0: accent, I see. All I can think of is Nick Van Dyke bullshitting on top of that roof with them chimney sweeps. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I be thinking of when I be trying. All right, all right. (laughs) That bullshit. (laughs) All right. Okay. Fizzy drinks or soda, any brand. Candy is
1: sweeties. I thought it was um,
0: sweets. No, sweeties.
1: Huh. I wonder. I've always heard them say sweets. Sweeties.
0: sweeties. Okay. Stickies are hard candy. Little Sticky. bit old fashioned now, a bit posh. Stickies. That's okay. Right. It's crazy because it's crazy because the way it's defined is based on its property. <laughs> like that's, I mean that's how a kid would name it like once you, you know when you eat a piece of sticky candy and you know you take it out your mouth it's sticky like a, a Jolly Rancher <laughs> is sticky it's like they're defining it based off of the quality it has the same as fizzy drinks <laughs> it's literally fizzy like if you open it up wrong you would be like oh fizzy drink <laughs> you know what I'm saying like um den that's evening meal, mostly in the north, used toward family members and pets. That
1: really sounds like a kid. Din-din
0: Gobby, like little
1: den yeah, <laughs> Like, hungry mommy, dindin.
0: Or that's how a grown-up talk to a kid before they can speak. Be like, want some din din? Want some den-den? Hungry? <laughs> um, Gobby, loud and rude. Gobby. Yeah. Put okay. your old gobby ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they use it. Um Nene is a fooly per- foolish person. I wonder if that got something to do. I wonder oh, if pick a Nini. Nini got something to do with that.
1: It's Ninny. You said Nini. It's a I said Ninny. You said Nini.
0: What did I say? Ninny or Nini? You tell me well, what you, I said. Okay. Nene is what you <laughs> Nenny. You want me to pronounce these words? properly yes I'm sorry I forgot to uh, I forgot to say the title of this post let me go back up Scottish bollocks and polyamorous brummies <laughs> okay <laughs> all right um wasics or Wazics or breasts I think it's wazos I guess it would say wazos or breasts okay. nice pair of on you. <laughs> you probably, I wonder if you you probably wouldn't say it to a woman. It's probably you say it to your homeboys and they, um, Welly. He put in quotations with Welly equals with forced enthusiasm. Um,
1: like fake
0: being fake. I
1: don't know. Forced enthusiasm
0: sounds fake. It says with force or enthusiasm. It's like if you're oh, doing with something. Oh, with force or
1: enthusiasm. Oh, Okay, thought you said with forced um, enthusiasm. I don't know how you do that.
0: I don't know how to use that. Let me see. Um, wellies are galoshes. Dodgy means dangerous or sketchy. I've heard that before. Brawly is an umbrella. Bollocks are testicles. Particulars are testicles. Allens are testicles. Minerals <laughs> are testicles. Knackers are testicles. Clackers are testicles. Clackers also means quickly. And bollocks also means very good. And bollocks also means very bad. And bollocks also means lies. (laughs) Okay. Toddlers are testicles again and also lies. Toddlers? Bollocks is also courage. And bollocks is also delicious. How can bollocks be all them things? We have plenty of words that mean fifty them things, depending on how you use it. Don't do that. I guess you're right. I mean, the word "bad" itself—bad can mean good. Bad can mean bad. Bad can mean real bad. Yeah. Bad can mean pretty good. Um, but it means delicious and courage and lies and and testicles, balls. I don't know how you get there. Um, Getting a bollocking is getting yelled at, dropped oh. a bollock means made a mistake, completely bollocked is very drunk and completely ruined and done incorrectly, knackered is sleepy and Trump is fart. <laughs> Trump? <laughs> Trump. That, I think that's appropriate. Yeah, Trump is fart. And Perfect. finally, Brummy is someone from Birmingham. Uh-huh, we would be
1: Burmese. Not really. We're not from mm. Birmingham.
0: Not this Birmingham. I know. I know. Real Birmingham.
1: I ain't the real Birmingham. This is real Birmingham too. that's oh, this...
0: the British version. Mm, this ain't. I mean, this is a Birmingham. You think they named this shit out of the out of the blue? That oh, Birmingham they named was named after British Birmingham. Yeah, so I right don't know. Did
1: British we have we ever Birmingham. told Michael that we live in
0: Birmingham? Does he know that we live in a city called Birmingham? We done not mention. Birmingham on a podcast. I think he knows where we live at. I think he know. We done mentioned it plenty of times.
1: Uh, Yeah, I feel like we say Alabama a lot, but we specifically live in Birmingham.
0: Also, there are apparently little turns of phrase that I don't even think of as being uniquely British that are still totally incomprehensible. I guess bright spark doesn't translate, which is a sarcastic way of saying smart person. Like, right, some bright spark has clearly bollocked this right up. Well, don't just stand there, you great ninny. Come help me shift this lot, and you can give me some welly while you're at it, I ask you. So I'm going to try to terminate this, right? That's some cool. smart motherfucker clearly done fuck this shit up, which is sarcasm because he ain't really smart. He fucked it up. Uh, well, don't just stand there, you great ninny, which is uh, a dumb motherfucker. Come help me fix this shit, and you can give it some fucking force while you're at the shit. I ask you. I, yeah. He basically saying, uh, come help me fix this shit. And you better put some goddamn energy to it, put some back into it. <laughs> <laughs> I ask you is like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can help me with that translation, Michael, if you feel like it. Uh I feel like any British person would understand that although there's plenty of area specific slang words that a Brummie could use so that a Cockney couldn't understand what subject they were even on or vice versa somehow I think that garbled mess would parse whatever you said it. Um I guess that'll be like a uh, us um a black person going into uh, uh, uh the suburbs and be like uh, and say something that's completely black slang for something that they don't know nothing about like I mean in, in current rap the a gun is a stick so if you were in front of some dudes that you know you were hanging out with and two black dudes wanted to rob them you know you could literally say in front of them hey uh, should we get the stick <laughs> you know or something like that that will make them like the people be like huh what are you talking about a stick and just because the language uh, barrier is different it would it could turn out bad for a person um or not only that but other things like with with fashion um by saying things like we've always look we've always had language that white people have come to try to adopt the same way they adopt babies from um fucking africa (laughs) they stay trying to adopt our language you know what i'm saying so it's like we can't even really say shit it 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 got to be real new for white people not to know what it is. Or they got to be really affluent white people who don't connect to the black experience. You know what I'm saying? Like, saying something is fly means, I know what it means, you know what it means. And white people who pick up on the language know what it means. But, like, a rich white person ain't going to probably know what fly means in that regard. But I guess that would be the difference between um, how a Brummie would use language that Cockney wouldn't understand or whatever. And don't get me started on the fucking Scottish. It's like being chased down and beaten with a dictionary, stuff full of broken glass and extra apostrophes. <laughs> also, and it's not used so much outside the east of um, east end of London, but orchestras means testicles. Okay. Um, one for Mr. On Point. All the best with the new way of looking at love. We've known a few poly people in various configurations over the years, and there are a lot of unique challenges facing you when you find yourself moving down that road. That said, when it works, it seems like a great way to live your life. There's a big difference between a way of living like polyamory and something like swinging, which I see as more of a hobby. I mean, some people practically make it a lifestyle, but same's true of Star Wars. Doesn't mean it's not a hobby. Most swingers and people in open relationships, for that matter, that I've known, have been in traditional two-person couples. I think what Red was saying is in the last episode, though, was representative for most people in two-person relationship. The distinction isn't really super important unless it comes up for you personally either through your own romantic experience or through friends <clears throat> if you know just one person who's poly though you still only know that person the difference between poly and open relationships is important when talking about a broader context but from Rear's perspective poly might as well be called mr on points love life it's a case study of one and maybe if you define parameters for the different types of non-monogamous relation romantic relationships up front if things fall out of those rules, it can get confusing later on. And humans being humans, we tend to gray area even the rules we set for ourselves over time. That is all long. That is all as long as if in future you uh, end up saying, I can't believe she cheated on me, that nobody says, Isn't that the whole point? If that happens, I think you're clear to flip a table or two. Stay safe and don't drink bleach, Michael.
1: <laughs> no worries. <laughs> And that is an accurate representation of how I look at it. It is Mr. On
0: Point's love life, as opposed to polyamory. But That's accurate. But when I say polyamory, it's clear that I mean the way I interpret it. It's not me trying to put a mass definition on it because it means 50 different things to 50 different people. And so what makes it important to me is that the people around me Understand the context of what I mean if they're ever going to be around it or ask questions about it or be in a context where Where we have the conversation about it? That's the essence of kind of what I was hinting at. not really trying to define it for the masses and whatnot but Defining it for the people who are going to interact with me knowing that dynamic exists and whatnot um, but that being said I appreciate you Michael for that letter and, uh, yeah. Want to close it out, Red?
1: Yep. If you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is ConversationConArtist at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, ConversationConArtist, and send it to us that way.
0: All right. thank y'all for tuning in red won't be a part of this half of the show uh she's had a pretty long day at work and uh she obliged me by doing the show this late (laughs) it's like 10 o'clock a couple of hours before we uh released the show when we started this episode so um i'm gonna finish it up and we're just gonna you know talk about some stuff and see what's on my mind for a little bit uh again i appreciate you calling and michael for writing those letters in Let's get to the rest of this. So I'm going to start this off with some viral posts and just give you my thoughts on some of them, right? Okay. My wife left me home alone with the kids to go out drinking with her friends. A lesser man might whine and complain, but instead I'm just playing Chumbawamba's 1997 hit tub-thumping over and over and over on the jukebox at their bar using the Touchtones app. Oh, that is petty as fuck. So it's so apparently this bar that they went to has a app on the phone that you can, you know, control the music through. And the text conversation is, yeah, about to get another round. Uh you drinking a whiskey drink or a vodka drink? Margarita. Awesome. That bath sucked. The kids kept thumping the tub. Sorry, honey. I got them down, but then they got up again. Wait, what the fuck? Are you doing this? So apparently this man's wife done went drinking and he, in the diabolical genius format, has impacted her experience by playing the same song over and fucking over. And I have no idea what that song is. I don't know what a chumbo is and I don't know what tub-thumping is, but it must be a pretty irritating song to be one that you choose to play over and over and over again. Alright, next one. White women have been calling black women Shanaynay, Laquisha, and Shaniqua in a demeaning manner since the 80s. Latinas were called Consuela, Guadalupe, or Maria, and Asian women were called Ling Ling. But they can't handle being called Karen for 11 months. We'll get to Karen in a minute. Uh, But definitely, definitely, you know, white people have what seems like a patent on calling people snowflakes. And every time something comes up they don't like, they complain about it. It's like, it's kind of like the... uh, I guess the idea of Republicans. Republicans uh, act like they don't like spending money, but they spend just as much money as the Democrats try to spend it on. they just spend it on the things that they care about. You know, so it's like when it don't impact you, you love it. When it do impact you, you hate it. And that's what's going on with the Karen situation, but we'll get to that later. My cat is in heat, and she keeps yodeling for the D. Sis, we don't beg in this house, eat some catnip and vibe, baby girl. These boys ain't shit. Uh, This woman named Pat responds, she needs masturbation. Simply massage left and right dimples at the base of her tail. She will groan and even squirt sometimes. Um, Mike responded, someone needs to take her cat away. Yeah, that is uh, a little bit TMI and it's a problem. Why are you telling people that you do your cat like this? That's not a good thing. But some people fool with their cats so much so that they do stuff like that. Kind of like the story we talked about. Well, the guy was masturbating his son because his son was mentally ill. I mean, those things are problems. Uh, but, you know, some people are going to do what some people going to do. Next one. Um, Donald Trump. Not only would injecting disinfectant kill the virus, but you can also spray three ounces of Windex in your eyes to help with your vision. Follow me for more recipes. This is clearly an edited tweet of Donald J. Trump, but it plays on the idea that Donald Trump told people to do some crazy things to their body this week and we'll talk about that in a minute um the next one I don't know if y'all knew that Lando Lakes got rid of the Native American that was on their butter um but this post says Lando Lakes got rid of the Native American on their butter but they kept the land some things never change that is a burn for your ass (laughs) that is crazy um because that's exactly what happened in America they got rid of Native Americans and they kept the damn land it's you know foreshadowing at its finest if you will next one um if i've learned one thing during this pandemic is that women can look sexy as hell in masks i just can't tell if it's because they look like nurses or because subconsciously it makes you think they won't talk as much um uh you know i i am a big talker myself i've never really been a a quiet person in my adult life uh, when I was young I don't know if y'all know but I I've talked about on the podcast I think I was very quiet I really didn't speak until I was 23 like in a substantial manner uh, in my high school career I was nominated for the quietest kid in the school for three years running and uh, so I've never like so after that period I've never been one to shy away from words and dialogue and conversation I just have never experienced a woman that talks in a way that's unpleasant as most men talk about when it comes to the jokes about, you know, women talking and women nagging and things of that nature. Um, So I don't really, I guess I don't get it in terms of that case. But I guess for the men, fill me in. How many of the women that you talk to and that you've dated, like, talk unnecessarily and it's a problem for you? It's been a problem for you to the point that, you know, most of your interactions with women have been problems let me know fill me in because i don't really have a big base of comparison for that um next post now that i've lived during a plague i get why most renaissance paintings are of chubby women laying around with their boobs out because a lot of women are laying around with their boobs out right now Uh, that goes back to that post last week where we talked about the dude who said women it's about time you change that bra bruh. they don't have bras on right now trust me That, that, that ain't working like that right now um, next I owe the Jurassic Park franchise an apology it is in fact very realistic that the rich would reopen a park in spite of it consistently resulting in a mass death Um uh, clearly we're going to have to get back to work right Uh and I just don't know what evidence people are saying that we should get back to work right now I don't know what evidence is being used to make now the moment to do that people are literally just saying uh, well, we got to open back up. We need to open back up. But what's the evidence? I mean, we aren't using the numbers. We aren't deciding. Like uh, doctor, doctors have said opening up ain't a good idea. And Trump and a lot of governors are saying, well, we should open back up. But there's no evidence behind us opening back up. Now, again, in America fashion, America's half ass this shit and not really. Like right now, we could have been coming up with all kinds of strategies to open back up in terms of how we going to keep this thing at bay but literally our state and georgia just said well we gonna open back up they ain't got no mask requirements they don't have anything i mean i think that the government the federal government kind of suggested some things specifically but everybody's not gonna follow that right so uh, at the end of the day we got to open back up at sometimes i don't think we've done the work to know that right now is the best way to open up. And I guess the best way then is going to be to open up and see what happened to the people that are bold enough to be out there. Like it wasn't nothing ever, then nothing never happened. Um, Next, um, if you're on Reddit, you might find a post. Uh, it's r4 slash TIFU. That means today I fucked up. Uh, well, this one is today I fucked up by slapping my wife in the face with my dog. Okay, let's go. Okay, so to preface this, my wife and I live alone in our apartment. We also have this weird game of slapping each other with random things while the other is busy. The other day she got me with a tampon, which is a bit gross, but whatever. Today, I decided it was time for revenge. I got out of the shower, dried off, and looked for her. I saw she was on a computer with headphones on. I snuck in from the side and boom, dick slapped square on the cheek. She never stood a chance. I stood there expectantly waiting for her to laugh or some sort of reaction, but then she just turned to me white in the face and just said, I'm on a call i thought she was joking maybe but why wind, just winding me up but then i look at her screen and see several godsmack co-workers with my wife uh only one of which i'd ever met i immediately ran out of room and now i'm typing this from the bathroom i'm scared that i'm going to be reported for some kind of domestic abuse and i don't even know how to explain to them the situation because it's so stupid too long didn't read slept my wife with my dong and now i'm gonna to have to leave the country oh my goodness like this shit's happening like Uh, Colin you know posted a a video of several people um being caught on camera doing crazy stuff during this time and I'm pretty sure it's many many more than that but this is like this will take the cake (laughs) because first off I love to have the kind of relationship where I know I can just randomly walk up and slap my wife in the face with my dick and it's just gonna be all funny games (laughs) like that would be cool I would never do that uh to my wife uh but just knowing that a relationship is playful enough that we can throw things at each other and it's this ongoing game. I kind of like that concept, you know, just like when you see those posts where a woman will have a note that'll be like, you know, I'm hiding around the house somewhere and she got a Nerf gun on there and she'd be like, you know, we finna have a Nerf war. I like stuff like that. You know, it represents the playfulness in relationships and those little things that keeps the relationship like you know thriving because you're doing something different consistently and whatnot so at the end of the like at the, in the f- first part of this is i like that the essence of that um but then i guess the the essence of that too can possibly get you to a point where you're so nonchalant about how to um screen yourself from doing this in an, an appropriate manner that you might run up on moments where you do this when it's not not good like what if you what if he did this not when she was on the phone with her people what if she he did it when she was angry or something you know or frustrated and he just like imagine being frustrated women and your dude come and just slap you in the face with his meat you know even if you would normally laugh that is just it may take you to the wrong place so um but then again he got hit with a tampon i don't know if it was a used tampon he said which is a bit gross but whatever so it only makes sense to be a used tampon if it's gross and if he thinks that the equal to that is slapping somebody in the face with his penis that's uh, that's different but you know it is what it is what are your thoughts on the story last one um I think I did this one last week actually walked in a room full of white people and everybody got quiet oh so y'all been in here saying nigger Um. And, you know, that just goes to a dialogue about the conversations that white people have when black people ain't around. Um, and uh, racism, at least overt racism, like saying the N-word is, you know, it's just a, a representation of your idea about a good people. Should say it if you don't want people to believe that you feel a certain type of way about those people. That is not a good way to think about those people or not. Uh, so let's get to some things that we're going to talk about. So we're going to talk about Karen. Apparently, uh, the word Karen is a problem. <laughs> Just the word Karen is a problem. Um, because Karen has been used for some time. To represent a you know privileged white woman who always want to go and talk to the manager, and she got a bob haircut and she got a mixed kid named Jaden, and you know there's been these specific things where uh, white women have been deeply generalized by you know people, black people mostly, um, and been used in an offensive way, you know, and a lot of white women have come out and equated. Karen to the n-word and uh, the only thing I got to say today is Karen sit the fuck down, okay um Karen is just a playful way to say that your ass is doing too goddamn much and you know what if you're not a white woman who does too much then you're not gonna be called Karen subsequently Your desire to not be called Karen falls under the definition of doing too damn much. Hence, creating a situation where we can't help but call you Karen, Karen. Say less. Do less. Maybe even be less. Entitled and privileged at least. And you won't have to worry about being called Karen, alright? Karen is not rooted in oppression. Karen is not rooted in pain and hurt. Karen is just rooted in you, and Karen's like you, doing too goddamn much. So chill the fuck out, and you'll be fine. Um. Now, I don't know. I mean, maybe this dialogue going to pick up some steam. Maybe Karen, don't call me Karen, it's going to be a movement. Hashtag don't call me Karen, it's going to be a movement. Um, but damn, that's really fucked up for women that's actually named Karen. Like, if your name is Karen, then I'm sorry that you got to experience the bullshit from all of your, uh, your peers, uh, your white women peers, um, because they doing this to your name. And if you know anything about the black community or back Black Twitter, it's gonna get worse. All right, there is no way for this to go but down. I promise you. So, it is what it is. Uh, The next thing that we're going to talk about, and this show ain't going to be long because I'm not going to chop the mic down that long. The next thing is Donald Trump. So, this week, Donald Trump came out and he was doing one of those coronavirus brief brief presses. I don't know what I was trying to say. but uh, And he said out of his mouth that Maybe we should try to figure out how to invest in some technology so that we can get the UV rays inside the body so that we can kill the coronavirus. Or you could inject um, disinfectant or um, bleach or something that will help. Uh, he didn't say bleach specifically, but something that could help. And not only did he say that, but people actually listened to him and started to inject themselves with things that would um causing them health problems. And that is preposterous to me. Uh first off, I guess it's really hard to just blame everything on Donald Trump. But this is the exact same thing we were having a conversation about when he talked about using that uh that that medication that you can get at a, at a pet store. Um basically that Trump's words mean things. He is the leader of the fucking free world. He can't just say shit and expect that uh, people aren't going to follow his every word because he's crafted his followers to follow his every word. And so now that he's got those followers, he got to be responsible with that dialogue. Now, it don't hurt me for him not to be responsible with it because if those followers go and drink some hand sanitizer to kill the virus, then that's accurate that it's gonna kill the virus, but it's gonna kill your ass too. So I think that if they all die, I'd be fine. I oh, man, I've been sounding so morbid this show. I'm not really fine with death. I'm fine with death via stupidity. And I'm fine with death via racism. You know, so if you're a racist and the aliens show up and you die because you were racist and you just never relinquish that way of thinking, then I don't have any pity for your absence if that happens. Um, same for this. You know, if you are to die because of your own ignorance, your own inability to buy masks and take this serious, your own inability to stay in the house, um, if that happens to be the reason that you die, I'm not going to be as concerned as otherwise. And, uh, Donald Trump is just not the authority to listen to, um, uh, Saturday Night Live did a cold open with Brad Pitt as Anthony Fauci, which is the doctor that's been updating and bringing clarity to a lot of these meetings. And, um, they highlighted that Trump said, no, I, I'm not going to fire him, which usually means that they asked "Is going to get fired. <laughs> Trump always say, motherfucker is not going get fired when they finna get fired. It just, it makes no sense, but that's, that's what he does. Um... But it just goes into everybody talking about this moment. And because of this, he's called the um, daily updates on coronavirus stupid. And he don't want to do it. Probably because somebody told him that it was going to impact his campaign if he keeps spewing this nun shit And this, this bullshit that he's been spewing in this whole situation. So, I'm going to kind of give a timeline of... Uh, coronavirus right uh we got what's going on with coronavirus but i'm just gonna give a full rundown of of what's happening so that everybody who is listening to this podcast can be truly informed about what's going on in the process of the coronavirus outbreak now this is a timeline in december 31st cases of pneumonia detected in wuhan china are first reported to the world health organization during this reported pd Period, the virus is unknown. The cases occur between December 12th and 29th, according to the Wuhan Municipal Health. Chinese health authorities closed the um, Hunan seafood wholesale market after discovering that wild animals sold there may be the source of the source of the virus. Now, these viruses and all these different things exist in other animals and other species, and it's okay because they can survive with this thing going on inside their body. But when you're cutting, you know, exotic animals and then storing them on top of or the meat on top of animals that are regular animals like chicken and all of that blood is dripping down on them. If you don't wash them and clean them right and and then butcher them, then you're going to cross contaminate animals, which will put some disease in another species. And Hunan, um, the, the wholesale market in Wuhan, this is not the first time this has happened. I mean, they keep shutting this market down because they keep doing and getting away with bullshit and uh basically the billionaire lobbyists uh get it open back up because it is a billion dollar industry. You know, finding exotic animals and selling them is is big business over there. And they don't want this closed down as much. I think the you know, United Nations or the whole some big organization um going to have to step in and say, "Hey, um this ain't right. Y'all need to cut this down." Now, the World Health Organization I guess, I mean, I guess I'm okay with the crit- criticism that they're getting from uh, from America, but uh, there is nothing else in place to substitute the, the World Health Organization. So the question becomes, what do we lose by dissociating with the World Health Organization, by not paying for the World Health Organization? I mean, it's clear that they cozy up to China. I mean, if you do research on the World Health Organization, but does that really mean that they're acting in the best interest of China? Or are they really an objective force that acts on behalf of everybody that's playing? You know, did the World Health Organization know what China knew at the time, that China was kind of subduing it, trying not to, you know, I guess, make their economy look bad and their system look bad, which they probably used to when stuff with the Wuhan market goes on. Um, But we don't know. But not paying them, making a rash decision based off of this during a pandemic where we may be able to use the help that they have is, is problematic. You know, but it is what it is. Um, China announces that the unknown uh, virus is SARS or MERS. This is January 5th. Then Chinese authorities confirm that they have identified the virus as a novel coronavirus, uh, initially named 2019 NCOV by the World Health Organization. Um, Now, it's like between... It was only seven days between... When the coronavirus came out, that they you know reported reported that we know what it is, and that's not a lot of days. But the question becomes, how long did they have this before it got to the point that they started making it serious? You know, before this, um, Wuhan announces the first death caused by coronavirus, a 61 year old man, um, which died of respiratory failure. On January 17th, Chinese health officials confirmed that a second person died in China. Then, in January 20th, China reports 139 new cases. Um, then, the first uh, case report confirmed in Japan, South Korea, and Thailand. So, this thing started jumping off pretty early. I mean, we're talking about two weeks it started getting to another country. Um, January 20th, the National health, um, National Institutes of Health announced that it's working on a vaccine. 21st, officials in Washington confirmed the first case on U.S. soil. Um, I'm going to skip down and see what's important. Um, On January 29th, the White House announces the formation of a new task force that will help monitor and contain the spread of the virus. Um, The U.S. state reports its first confirmed case of person-to-person transmission of the coronavirus. Um, Now, this is the bullshit that we're going to get into about this. Uh, on January 31st Donald Trump administration announced it would not entry to foreign nationals who have traveled to China in the last 14 days now this was really good smoke and mirrors for Trump to do something about illegal immigrants regarding the coronavirus because this that gives the perfect perfect opportunity we've got a disease that came from overseas now um, we can start implementing some of the things that we want to implement about people coming over here because now the people are scared that we're going to get stuff from other countries Um. Let's see. Um. Li Wenlang, a Wuhan doctor who was targeted by police for trying to sound an alarm on a SARS-like virus in December, dies of the coronavirus. Following news of Li's death, the topics Wuhan government owes Dr. Li Wenlang apology. We want we want freedom of speech. Uh, I mean it's China, so I mean I you know I guess you could be hopeful about what you're getting, but you're not gonna get what you want all the time. Uh the essence of this situation is that how long was he trying to sound the alarm and how long was China really covering this stuff up, keeping us from knowing what's going on, trying to protect their economy. And, you know, on him, an apology just might be the simple way out, giving it to him. Um, the U S embassy in Beijing confirms that a 60 year old U S national died. Um, Let's see. And February eleventh. February eleventh was when it was named COVID nineteen. Um let's see what else is significant. Let's get closer to the end, because this is a whole bunch of stuff. Um look, the White House and Senate leaders reached an agreement on a two trillion dollar stimulus deal to offset the economic damage of coronavirus producing one of the most expensive and far-reaching measures in the history of Congress. Bruh, the word far-reaching gets put in here, and it's... But anyway, uh, $1.5 billion of this was for businesses, corporations, and then another $500 billion, um, was supposed to be for small businesses. But man, they gave that shit all the way to the big businesses. And you know, people like Ruth Chris, is it Ruth Chris on Steakhouse, and... uh. Shake Shack and all of these different spots. Not even a lot of them. Those two, are the only ones I know of, got ten million dollars plus in these loans. Now they make five hundred million dollars a year. Why would they even apply? Um, the perspective from a, a professional that I know is that the issue isn't the people who requested the money. The way the legislation was writ- written allowed them to ask for money and they get it. And he said if the government was giving away free money. And the rules had loopholes for me to be able to get it then I would try to get it you know the the thing that they should do is write legislation appropriately so that's not the situation um but you know that's not what happened with this. it just a lot of people just went for the money and a lot of people got it and I guess the worst part is that Wells Fargo supposedly shuffled people to the front of the line to make sure that they got their shit took care of um. Trump says his administration is now recommending Americans wear non-medical cloth face coverings. A reversal of previous guidance suggested masks were unnecessary for people who weren't sick. Yeah, uh, it's it is, masks are unnecessary for people who aren't sick, but wearing a mask for something that is hard to detect. So when you get the flu, you know you got the flu. I mean, you you got symptoms. Uh, well for the coronavirus, you can have it and I know you having it. So wearing a mask is protecting your uh, other people from you. We have to act as if we have it. Um, China reopens Wuhan after 76-day lockdown on April 8th. On April 14th, Trump announces he is halting funding to the World Health Organization while a review is conducted, saying the review will cover the who, WHO's role in severely mismanaging and covering up the spread of the coronavirus. Um, last thing is Chilean health officials announced that Chile will begin issuing the world's first digital immunity cards to people who have... Recovered from coronavirus, saying the cars will help identify individuals who no longer pose a health risk to others. What I don't know is if you can get it again after you've already had it. I don't know. But in America, we have 367,507 confirmed cases as of a week ago. And now we have 10,908 deaths. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, it's a small percentage. If you want to look at it by percentage, but at the end of the day, who wants to sacrifice all of those people that die, uh, not knowing who it may be next? Are you willing to take that risk, that gamble? I mean, I guess so. A lot of people still die of the flu. Um, so if if your logic is that you know people are gonna die anyway, then I guess if you look at it like the flu, then I guess so. I try not to look at it like that. It's really narrow-minded and whatnot. Um. But I just want to get a coronavirus rundown and kind of just talk a little shit about how we have not done a good job organizing and managing this. And it's so odd to me that the same time the dialogue about black people, you know, suffering disproportionately from this situation uh, is the same time that um, they decided we're going to open it back up. Like, do they really believe that it's impacting black people to a bigger degree that, you know, we can just fix this problem over here in the white community or wherever and let let it trickle over to the black community if it does? I don't know. I don't know. But I don't like the idea that uh, Van Jones and the Surgeon General are saying stuff like, you know, you're going to have to, you know, fix your health first, you know, but that's not that's not the case. You know, it's a whole bunch of systemic stuff that puts us in the situation that we are in. Um, If you don't know about redlining, that is the legal ability for real estate to take white people to one side of town and black people to another side of town. Um, When you separate people in that way, then one side is going to have the clinics and the hospitals and the other side is not. One side is going to have the good education and the other side is not. Um... One is going to, you know, elevate to a job position where they may be able to work from home. The other one is going to be blue collar workers that work every day on hard labor and come home. Um, That's the dynamic that um, has created a situation. Not only that, but those um, red line districts that black people were herded into also are food deserts. You can't get fresh food over there. So how do you think that hypertension and diabetes and all of these uh Physical issues came about in the black community. It was because you know the way that we've eaten is based on where we live and what food available is based on where you know that environment is. And sometimes we just can't get better food, you know, in those communities. So it's really unfair to look at black people and say, "Hey, black people, y'all need to do better with y'all health. Y'all that's why y'all dying. Y'all have all these situations." But it's not like white people don't have all of the same situations. Like white people drink, white people do drugs, white people have sickle cell and all of these different disorders that should keep them from um that shouldn't keep them off the list of being talked about the same way that we're being talked about we shouldn't be told that we got to do something different you know um because that really to be honest that is the essence of what america has done to black people like it's not you know when uh the conversation about this came up it was like okay well yeah, no, this ain't systemic racism. This is y'all. <laughs> y'all know y'all got some health issues, you know, and y'all got to eat better. You know, That no, wait, no. We're not going let you have that. This is the same thing with Black Lives Matter. It's like, you know, you're saying, okay, it's not the police, it's you. <laughs> you should just obey the law and, and not commit crimes, and you won't have these problems. But no, there's a systemic problem to why a culture in mass is dealing with the same thing. And let's be honest with the, with ourselves. All of the shit sticks that America drops, black people deal with. You know, black people deal with all the worst of everything. Let's let's go down the line. Uh, Education. Black people got the shit end of the stick. Um, Healthcare. Black people got the shit end of the stick. Um, Employment. Black people got uh, the shit end of the stick. We can even go deeper into it. You know, black people have less CEO positions when you go deeper into employment. Black people have lower wages than their white counterparts when you go into wages, when you go into employment. You know, black people have less promotions when you go in through education and like it, it don't really matter. Talk about some bad shit in America and black people have been on the shit end of that shit. It's fucked up. And so just you know, talking about this just I just wanted to go into a little bit about coronavirus, how we got here and just I'm going to just reiterate the way that we get out of this is not through just subjectively saying we've been doing this too long. What does too long look like when there is a pandemic out here? You know, what is too short? You know, what is it based on? I need it to be based on numbers, on evidence, on, you know, the past, on what we did about different other diseases, about how the world is gonna change now with this coronavirus going on like this. You know, so it is what it is. We'll figure it out somehow. Um, the next thing is, <laughs> I want to talk about Kim Jong-un. Um, We don't really know what Kim Jong-un has going on. Uh The reports are that something is wrong because clearly North Korea ain't going to come out and say, our dear leader, beloved Kim Jong-un is in poor health and in the hospital or dead or whatever's going on. They're not going to do that. But... He missed his grandfather's 109th birthday celebration, which he's never missed since he took power. And so that is one of those patterns that's big enough that if he's not there, something must be going wrong. And also, every single missile test that North Korea has done since he's taken power, he's been at. And they released photos of him at them. And they didn't release a photo of this one. So what they're saying is that Kim Jong-un might have been injured in the missile uh, tests. And hence why they right now think that he might be in a vegetative state for some reason. Um, and I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Kim Jong-un being a dickhead. Uh, nobody really fuck with North Korea, you know, I guess. I mean, that's not cool in terms of a humanitarian sense of, you know, you shouldn't wish harm on anybody. But if he was, you know, threatening America with stuff like that, um, then him not being there ain't the biggest problem but then again the enemy that you know is much better than the enemy you don't know because the person that's supposed to take his place is Kim Yo Jong which is his sister and if you go look up her picture she looks like a stereotypical bad guy Asian lady in a movie like just she looks just cold-blooded and the idea is that she's probably gonna run North Korea worse than um, worse than him um, because um, in the past this past March she criticized South Korea's presidential Blue House for urging North Korea to cease nuclear weapons testing in an effort to quell tension in the region, and we all know that Kim Jong Un has not tried to stop any nuclear testing. You know, no matter what he told Trump, or no matter what Trump thought he told him, um, and she sounds like she just as tough as him so I guess for the longest North Korea is just gonna be a region that just we can't really fool it we're not gonna be able to figure out how to get out of that situation um I'm nearing the end of of, of the episode because I don't have that much more information I really don't know anything about the NFL draft except that it happened. Um, uh, I'm scrolling down my post to see if anything else happened. All I see is a bunch of Kim Jong-un stuff, Donald Trump with pictures of, uh, Clorox next to it. Um, and more coronavirus stuff. So that being said, man, I appreciate y'all for tuning in to this episode. Uh, if y'all have anything on your minds don't hesitate to write in let us know what's on your mind and how you feel and what's going on in your life um, follow up on any episodes I appreciate you calling to Michael as I always do for y'all's live listens and the creative titling that you do for your um, your emails and uh, y'all enjoy yourselves and stay safe out there um, I'm out. Holler at your boy.